2: It's 5, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on!
3: Oh, yes. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this pregame show on a Thursday morning here in San Francisco. Welcome in. If you're just getting off work. Just getting ready for work, getting ready for school, just getting ready for the day, working out, what have you. Thank you for being here today with me. And man, we got a lot to get to. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 is the number. If you would like to get involved, Xfinity Mobile Text Line, YouTube, Twitter, at Spadoni underscore Joe. And there's an awful lot to break down from what happened last night at Chase Center in San Francisco. Warriors, 122. Grizzlies, 120. And the first question I got to Warriors fans at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 you feeling better or worse about the Warriors' chances in the West this year? Because on one hand... You beat the cocky Memphis Grizzlies, the young upstart team that everyone's in love with, jaw, they do all their jawing, we're now quietly on a four-game losing streak ever since uh, Shannon Sharp punked them at formerly Staples Center, now Crypto Center in LA last week. But everyone's on you know, the bandwagon, whatever, team frontrunner Memphis Grizzlies, jaw, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson. Bane, all those guys. But they consider themselves a rival with the Warriors? Really? What rivalry is there? The Warriors dominate them. Even when they don't even play well. They get the dub. The Warriors had 21 turnovers and won the game. That doesn't happen. 21 turnovers and won the game. Now, I asked the question, do you feel better or worse because of those turnovers? It was an ugly game. There were some bad turnovers by Jordan Poole. Bad shot. Decision-making towards the end there. Curry throwing the mouse, mouthpiece, getting ejected. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Steph on that. Just so much going on and so much craziness in that game. It felt like it was an overtime game, but it wasn't. It was just a three-hour just mess, if you will. But a beautiful mess because he got the win. That would have been one of those losses where you walked out of there like, you know what, that just sums up the Warriors' season right there. Just nothing going right until the very end, and then you make some shots, and then you lose a heartbreaker. What have you been talking about here on the pregame show? It's been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with the Warriors all season long. One step forward, two steps back. Well, now they're back at five hundred, And we need to see those steps forward starting to increase more and more and more. They need to start climbing up the stairs here in the standings, if you will. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, If you would like to get involved, do you feel better or worse after last night's win about the Warriors' chances in the West? And since we're on the topic of rivalries, and I'm sure if you ask all the Warriors players, this is not a rivalry, but it is funny how this Memphis Grizzlies team seems to piss off the Warriors so much. For a team that you own, if you're the Warriors, and you're Steph, and you're Draymond, and you're Clay and you're Steve Kerr, God, that team really seems to get under your skin, doesn't it? Warriors fans, be honest. John Morant, Dylan Brooks, those guys get under your skin a little bit. But how good did it feel to get that dub last night? 122 to 120, Clay Thompson 24, Jordan Poole. 21. Steph leading the way with 34 points. Does get ejected towards the end there. About a minute left in the game. Doesn't cost them. Jordan Poole with the redemption after so many boneheaded plays there towards the end. And here's how it sounded on 95.7 the game with the great Tim Roy.
4: David will throw it in. Draymond Green orchestrating. Thompson curls right. He's not open. Pass to pull inside. Layup is up and good. He scored it with a second to go. Zaire Williams will throw it in the baseline. Waiting, looking. Throws into Bain. Bain will just chuck it down the floor. It's no good. The Warriors get the win. Pull went back door on the baseline. 122 to 120. Unbelievable.
3: Was unbelievable. That whole game was kind of unbelievable when you just watched it unfold. The first quarter was just mess after mess. All these turnovers, boneheaded plays, fouls. Hell, Steph had two fouls within the first minute. He was complaining constantly that he wasn't getting any calls on the offensive end. A lot of runners that were should have been and ones didn't get the call. Kept it in, kept it in. And then the Jordan Poole just... that. Inexplicable three he was taking when you were trying to milk the clock with a lead, try to kill some clock with getting into that last minute, just a logo three and got Steph pretty pissed off. And uh, here's how it sounded: the technical foul and Steph Curry and the injection.
4: Warriors could have run some more clock there. Pool misfires 116-114 and a technical foul has been called on Curry and he's been ejected. Gedemidas Petraitis ejected him. Gedemitus Petritis has ejected Curry on a play ahead of the play. There was nothing going on there except the bench was drawing at Curry and he's been ejected from the game. That's astounding. It's astounding. It's ridiculous. It's not been a good night for three guys in, in gray shirts tonight.
3: We've heard that all season. Uh, the referees in the league, it's been a problem. The NBA, this has kind of been one of the worst regular seasons I could remember in a long time. Just top to bottom. Guys sitting out, meaningless games, a mess in the West, everything's wide open, parody isn't an all-time high. just It's been a mess of a regular season. I haven't been interested in watching any of these high, these primetime quote-unquote games because guys have been sitting What's a rivalry? What's not? It feels like traditional rivalries are fading out. Although, again, when we get a, a young upstart team like the Memphis Grizzlies, and by the way, sorry, Squirrel here for a second, as Damon likes to say, Jeremias pedrias was that his name? Let me Let me hear if I heard that again.
4: Warriors could have run some more clock there. Pool misfires, 116-114, and a technical foul has been called on Curry. And he's been ejected. Jedemias Pedraeus
3: ejected. Jedemias Pedraeus? That's an all-time name for an official. Kind of makes you even more pissed off that that's his name, and he ejected Steph Curry. My God. It's been a mess. And you know what? This Warriors season's been a mess, and that game kind of culminated this whole season in one, I feel like. But you know what? At the end of the day, like the Warriors usually do, with Steph, Dre, and Clay, they got the job done and they got the dub. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Are you more confident in the Warriors' chances of winning a title after last night, or less confident? Plus, follow up question: Who's the one team that gets under your skin? Any sport doesn't matter. Let me know that one team that you cannot stand. They don't even have to be good. Hell, the Warriors, they've they have owned the Memphis Grizzlies. They're not scared of them. Yeah, they're the, the, the new kids on the block, if you will. Shout out Donnie Wahlberg. But they're not scared. Time in and time out. I watched that Memphis Grizzlies team going up against, hell, they're on this four-game losing streak against the Suns, against the Warriors, hell, even against the Lakers. they Something at the end. They need another shot creator. I don't know what. But Jaw just can't be it. He can't be that guy. Dylan Brooks, he's not that guy. We saw that in the playoffs last year. He got shook when it mattered most at Chase Center. We know what kind of player he is, what he did in the playoffs. But When I look at this Warriors team, there is not one team in the Western Conference that I am scared of. Nuggets? Nah. Not scared of them. Clippers? No. Good players. Kawhi? Paul George? I need to see it first. What have they ever won with that team? I know Paul George hasn't won anything. I know Kawhi won a title, whatever that was now four years ago with the Raptors so listen this Western Conference is wide open and there is no other team I'm taking right now other than the Golden State Warriors you can say Spadoni what the hell are you talking about they looked like crap for most of last night yeah and so was the West that was one of the top Western Conference teams you just beat in the Memphis Grizzlies are you scared of them I'm not if I'm a Warriors fan I'm not scared of them I know Steph, Dre, and Clay aren't, and all the other people on that. And by the way, real quick, I'm bearing the lead here. Jonathan Kaminga. Whew. Somehow was minus 16 and had the worst plus minus of the Warriors. But he was showing his flashes of athleticism. I know he had the four turnovers. Those were a problem. But he is showing you that athleticism that they were sorely missing when he was out. That left-handed dunk he had, my Goodness. He's gonna be a special player. 707 from the Xfinity Mobile Text line. Great win for the dubs. Hopefully they can pile wins together to gain some momentum. But I'm looking forward to Sunday. Let's go Niners. And then one thing that gets under my skin, the one team that is, is the Seahawks. F the Seahawks. There you go. That Pete Carroll. That win had to have felt good if you're a Niners fan, though, a couple weeks ago in the wild card round. So again, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. 888 Xfinity Mobile Text Line. Do you feel better or worse about the Warriors' chances in the West after last night's win? Plus, what is the one team that truly gets under your skin? Any sport, doesn't matter. Hell, it could be a high school rival, for all I care. That one team that you cannot stand. I know for a lot of people, it's Chris Paul, whatever team he's on. A lot of Warriors fans, that was the case. LeBron, same thing. There's maybe certain players that just by default you hate that team that they're on. That could be true. But the blue blooded rivalries, like the 49ers from the 707 just said, the Seahawks, right? Cowboys, just certain colors. Like for me, you guys know, talk about it all the time Kansas City Chiefs. Can't stand them. Something hate. Like, have anything personal against Patrick Mahomes. He's just too good. Andy Reid, they keep winning all the time. Can't stand it. That stupid tomahawk chop chant that they do. The stadium, everything. The slurping from the media constantly. And I know I'm part of the media. I'm talking about him right now. But God, drives me nuts. From Legendary Great on the YouTube chat, we need to stop fouling slash getting foul baited. Poole getting Curry thrown out, lol. I'm not scared of any team in the West, regardless of the seed. Those are quick uh, rat-a-tat-tat takes. I like that. Legendary great. Appreciate you chiming in on the YouTube chat. Yeah, that was. Pool had that, what, that dumb and dumber? Just when I thought you couldn't be any dumber. And you totally redeem yourself. Let's listen to it one more time from the great
4: Tim Roy. DeVincenzo will throw it in. Draymond Green orchestrating. Thompson curls right. He's not open. Pass to Poole inside. Layup is up and good! He scored it with a second to go! Zaire Williams will throw it in the baseline. Waiting, looking. Throws into Bain. Bain will just chuck it down the floor. It's no good! The Warriors get the win! Pull went backdoor on the baseline! 122-120. to 120. Unbelievable!
3: Tim's the GOAT. He's so good. The great Tim Roy. The California Sportscaster of the Year? Something like that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tim, if you're listening. I'm butchering this. You won a great award in California, and we appreciate you here on 95.7 The Game, and I'm sure all Warriors fans do. Hell of a call there, right here on 95.7 The Game. We had all that action. And we have all that action for you again tomorrow as the Warriors take on the Raptors. They do take on the Raptors tomorrow, and uh, that will be at Chase Center. So... Get all your tickets at warriors.com. That's one of those games where that would be a letdown. Again, if you're the Warriors and you want to turn a page, you cannot have a letdown against the Toronto Raptors. Not a very good team. You know, they're kind of in that, let's play really well right now because we're going to be trading a lot of people. They're 22 and 27, not doing too great. They're 12th in the East. They're looking like they're going to be sellers. Can't lose to that team tomorrow at Chase Center. Cannot. You need to start stacking whims and stacking Ws. Starts tomorrow night. Emotional win last night. Gutsy, some might say, or gutless if you're the Steiny and Guru show. Shout out Matt Steinmetz. Gutless. Oh, Steinies. He was on chat in the. Fu- he was uh, on chat. He was on fire in the uh, Steiny Guru e-dog chat last night. I'll let him have his thoughts on his show. Just some. Peak Matt Steinmetz in the chat last night. Hilarious. Brickhead family on the YouTube chat. As a Cubs fan, can't stand the Cardinals. I feel that. Something about the color red. I have never been on a red team in my life. I have never rooted for a red team in my life. Something about that color red, whatever. It's football, basketball, baseball. It's triggering to me. Whether it's the Angels, a Mike Trout, if you're a Giants fan, the Cardinals is a good one, all that. Parrot, I can never pronounce your name right, Parrots Run the Earth, that's why I'm just going to keep saying Parrots on the YouTube chat. I've hated the Chiefs from the early 70s, thank you. I hate the Braves, but I'm ashamed I was rooting for them against the Dodgers. There you go. I think a lot of Giants fans were. You always root for the team. It's the lesser of two evils, right? That's that's what you go for. So let's say it was... Ooh, I'd, I was just thinking of a nightmare scenario in the Western Conference Finals for Warriors fans. You're thinking of Grizzlies versus Lakers. I mean, you're pro Oh, God. I'd, I'm not even going to put that into fruition. That's lose-lose there. You're just rooting for the East at that point legendary great Tim Roy the goat he is Tim Roy he's our goat right here on 957 the game 650 on the Xfin Text on weighing in my opinion is that faith works in mysterious ways but if you look at it when they're behind 10 or so points but as we play in the streets in ways of our yeah that's too much you're this is like a this is a paragraph, can't read that, 925, I can't stand the Houston Astros, thank you, cheaters, also Carlos Correa's former team, so you have double ways to hate them now, but mainly because they're cheaters, trash can, the Trastros, as we like to call them, and they are the cheaters until all those guys are off that team, Altuve, Bregman, Verlander, all those guys, can't stand them. I know we're happy for Dusty Baker, but salty A's fan here. I was not happy to see any of those Houston Astros celebrating. Cannot stand them. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Warriors take out the Memphis Grizzlies last night at Chase Center, one twenty-two to one twenty. Last second, uh backdoor cut from Jordan Poole to take the lead with a second left. They hold on for the victory. They improved to five hundred. On the season, and they await the Toronto Raptors tomorrow at Chase Center, and we'll have all that coverage for you right here on ninety-five seven. The game, Steve Kerr, after the game, talking about Steph Curry's ejection with over a minute left in the game. I didn't, I didn't see what happened at the time. So you know, when the ref called it, I was, I was confused. And then the the coach told me he threw threw the mouthpiece down out of anger, and I guess he he threw it into the stands on the side yeah so I think yeah I think that's auto, That's automatic ejection so yeah, he he knows he knows he's, he can't make that mistake again yeah every time Stephen Curry has been ejected well, at least the last three times anyways it's been mouthpiece related it's kind of funny I mean you don't want to see your star player like thrown out but Stephen that mouthpiece something triggers him and he's got to throw that thing then hey we saw it. What was it? Finals? Playoffs? Fuzzy memory here. Father of two, forgive me. We were talking about it yesterday about how our, on uh, Willard and Dibs. how is Kyle Madsen in for Mark Willard and Dibbs and Kyle are talking about certain memories and how we awe at Bonta Hill and Joe Shasky and they can remember certain things about sports that I used to be able to remember. And after these last three years, uh, all of that useless sports knowledge, well, it's not useless anymore now that I'm talking to you all every Monday through Friday at 5 through 5 to 6, but some of that useless sports knowledge is now gone, and it's replaced with uh, baby knowledge, and I don't think it's ever going to come back, and maybe that's just part of getting older, but yeah, two kids, they uh, occupy a lot of space now in that brain eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero the ejection was dumb we gotta be better like I understand it's an automatic ejection he wasn't being malicious and throwing it at any one person he just threw it in, in in anger and frustration but I understand it's an object you can't be throwing things around it's the same thing with the ball if you throw it into the stands and whatnot or just throw it to the side it's almost always an automatic ejection. But I just think there should be room for interpretation. Is that hard? Like the zero tolerance thing for certain actions, I understand. But if we could have a guy like Shannon Sharp get onto the court and almost get into a fight with Memphis Grizzlies players and then be allowed to sit back on the court and then taunt them again throughout the game, I think we could have a little leeway with the actual players on the court. I don't know if it's that. that's crazy. Is that a crazy uh, thought here? Maybe have more leeway with the actual players than the fans in the stands? Because that's who we're all wanting to see. We're not here here to see, you know, so-and-so talking smack and whatnot on the side. We're here to see Stephen Curry freaking win the game. And he would have. I'm fairly confident we wouldn't have seen those pool turnovers towards the end and nearly botch it. Steph Curry would have had the ball in his hand, and now he's been prone to turnovers in the clutch before. We've seen it this season and seen it his whole career. But I would have liked, and I'm sure the fans at Chase would have liked to see their guy Stephen Curry close that game out. Here's Steph on uh, embracing Jordan Poole after the game of the tunnel.
4: JP came out and got the gates in the fourth quarter, made some big shots and got us, you know, some energy. Then I came in and tried to pick up where he left off and, you know, we got the lead and it's kind of a back and forth type game. And in that possession he's talking about, I throw my mouthpiece the whole deal. Like the way that we responded after that just shows you how much it matters to us and, you know, our energy and our intentions are there. We just have to, you know, continue to be honest about how our IQ is matching up with that in, in terms of, you know, how we're, we're finishing games and how we're executing in the details. You know, throughout the game, but to see the guys bounce back the way they did and and uh, finish the job, a lot of a lot of celebrations in the in the tunnel. Great adversity
3: win, absolutely. Can they build off this? That's what we've been asking this whole season. Are you going to build something off of this? You're twenty four and twenty four. Sooner or later, help. We're getting to February soon. Next week is February. It's go time now. You got to start stacking these wins. Because sooner or later, you're going to start flirting with the play-in game, and you don't want that smoke. You don't. You flirted with the play-in game once already before. Granted, you didn't have Klay Thompson. It was a different team. But we saw that how, what happened. LeBron hit a last-second shot there. Now you're hosting the game at home against these Memphis Grizzlies, and you lost. You do not want to be in a one-and-done scenario. So you need to start stacking these wins. The good news is everyone's within reach. The standings here are pretty wild in the Western Conference. You have the Nuggets leading the way at thirty four and fifteen, followed by the Grizzlies, thirty-one and seventeen, Kings, all three of which Arnold just recently lost. Actually the top four teams. Tossing the Pelicans at twenty six and twenty three. They're on a six game losing streak. Only ones with a the second most losing streak in the West are the Grizzlies, who have now lost four in a row. they the Clippers, Mavs, Suns, then your Warriors at the eighth seed, Timberwolves, Jazz Thunder, Blazers, Lakers. So if you just go from that four seed all the way down to that 13 seed, there's three games separating them. Three games from four all the way to 13. So there is an awful lot of basketball left to be played here down the stretch in the western conference. And again, I said it earlier, this has kind of been one of the and I'm going to say it worst regular seasons I could remember in NBA history. Like just from the amount of boneheaded plays, boneheaded referees, just load management, not caring about the regular season, and if the players aren't caring about the regular season, why should I? And the product has suffered. It suffered. Now everything will get ramped back up t- towards the playoffs. We get all that, but if you want to capitalize on viewership, and- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line
1: is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone
4: 15s? It's over
1: here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: Fan promotion in growing the game. We need the stars to be playing. And I need Stephen Curry to be closing that game out last night. That's what I need to watch. Hell, he's missing every other game, it seems like, half the time. So when I pay money and I want to go see Stephen Curry play, I want my money's worth, I want to see my guy in the last minute of the game. I don't care that he threw a little mouthpiece on the side and was getting mad at his teammate. I don't care about that. I'm heated like Steph this morning. It was a good win, not a great win. How you feeling, Warriors fans? 888 957 9-5-7-9-5-7-0. YouTube. Hit me up on Twitter at Spadoni underscore Joe. We're gonna take a quick break here. Hear more from Steve Kerr, his post game thoughts. Again, Warriors. They hang on to beat the Memphis Grizzlies one twenty two to one twenty. They improved to twenty four and twenty four on the season. At five hundred, they are currently the eighth seed in the West. When we come on back, more Warriors talk. Steve Kerr and his thoughts on the game on the other side. Ninety five seven. The game.
2: Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game.
3: Welcome back. Pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Warriors take out the Memphis Grizzlies 122-120. Stephen Curry gets ejected. Jordan Poole redeems himself. And all is good with the world. Warriors are 24 24, eighth seed in the West currently, and they need to start stacking some W's. The time is now. And the time is now for you at 888 957 9570, 888 957 9570, Xfinity Mobile Text Line, YouTube chat. I want to hear from you. You feel better? or worse, about the Warriors' chances of winning the West after last night's win. And that one team, in honor of the Memphis Grizzlies, the one team that you cannot stand, that always gets under your skin no matter what. And it could even be a team that's playing bad, and they just come to your building, and you see that color, and you see that jersey, or you see that player, and it just pisses you off. So that one team and Sam Lubman... He just came in, producer extraordinaire, for the morning roast. Garlic fries and baseball guys. He's a big baseball big Giants fan. Huge Giants fan, I should say. Might be the biggest Giants fan at this station. It might be him, Willard, Shasky. Those are the, the top three. But he was like, it's the Dodgers, not even close. It's like, okay, it's that blue. I get it. I get it. And then he went to Clippers, too. I'm surprised he didn't go some uh, college team. He's a big Miami Hurricanes fan. He's a Miami Hurricane alum. Like What is it, Florida State, Florida? But the U hasn't been good for quite some time, so maybe the scars aren't there as much. But, in fairness, the Dodgers, I think that playoff series, especially in that year, that season that they had a few years back, which seems like forever ago, if you're a Giants fan, and what culminated this offseason, and a lot of swings and misses. And by the way, Pitchers and catchers reporting in a few weeks. Can't wait for that, boy. Need these Niners to uh, get to the Super Bowl, so we don't have to start talking about pitchers and catchers. Because this Giant season is going to be rough. Not Darren, just rough. Four hundred eight from the Xfinity mobile text line. Dodgers and Niners can't stand both of them. Okay, fair enough. Can't stand for the four and five. Can't stand Boston fans and the Celtics and the Patriots. Okay. Fair enough. Kind of had your own experience last year if you're a Warriors fan with those Boston Celtic fans. One of the more rowdy in sports fandom in American history. But you had them crying. At home. You'll love to see that. That's the best part, too, about beating a fan base like the Boston fan base and doing it in their house. Ugh. Just the best. Chef's kiss. I know you always kind of want to celebrate at home, especially you want to be at and close to the team. At, but doing it in silencing a crowd like Steph Curry did to claim his fourth championship, to get his first Finals MVP, that had to have been special. And to do it against that storied franchise, that had to have been special. And it was. And I think that was the sweetest championship of them all if you're a Golden State Warriors fan. Vegas Knights from the 408. Okay. Little sharks fan here. I'm sure. Is that the sharks' biggest rival, the Vegas team? Now, after what went down what was in the playoffs about ugh, four years ago. What do they call that? The uh, the major minor or whatever it is, where you have like a five minute penalty. I remember that Kove and Shasky were doing a show, and it happened, and Kove was going nuts in the studio. And we had I think Tommy Call was doing his draft breakdown during the whole thing for the 49ers and all these players and all Covey was just doing was going nuts because the Sharks ended up coming back from a huge deficit and beating them in the playoffs. So, let me hear it. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 YouTube chat, the one team that you cannot stand. And right now, for a lot of Warriors fans, I think it was the Memphis Grizzlies, but after last night's win, psh, whatever. Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Jaron Jackson. What's the coach's name? Taylor Jenkins. Like, I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them. There's no other team I'm worried about in the West if we're going to put the route on the table. Shout out Daryl, the guru Johnson. I'm not worried about any other team in the West if I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. Spadoni, they're not playing well. What are you talking about? Neither is anyone else in the West. And I'm going to be feeling pretty confident when I have Steph, Dre, and Clay, and Jordan Poole, and Jonathan Kaminga, and Dante DiVincenzo, and all these guys come playoff time. I'm going to like my chances in the West. You can have your Kawhis, your Paul Georges, your Jokic, your Murrays, if they make it, the LeBrons, the ADs. I like my chances with those three, the core three. So let me hear what you think at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Are you nervous after last night's win at all? Or are you saying, listen, we played a horrible game, we had 21 turnovers and still won? Like, we could beat anyone. We could also lose to anyone. And that's a scary thought for a fan. Again, goes back to Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Maybe that's a pregame show idea for the Golden State Warriors this season. We're, we're still doing our pregame show merch ideas, and all ideas are welcome. Horrible ones, good ones, all of them. I kind of like a horrible idea. That could be our thing here. That is this mess on the pregame show from 5 to 6 with myself, Joe Spadoni. And by the way, you don't want to miss 957thegameshop.com, all that merch, getting ready for the NFC Championship. We have DPOY shirts for... Our guy Nick Bosa may or may not be a silhouette of him. I don't think it is. Just as a player. We have the relevant t-shirts that are flying off like hotcakes at Mickey D's. Which are underrated, by the way. My wife made fun of me because I like to order pancakes for breakfast at McDonald's sometimes. What's wrong with that? I like their pancakes. With that clarified kind of butter, whatever that is. It's probably not real butter. But they pass it off like it is. And that syrup, oh, so good. Get a McGriddle, too, on the side. Now I'm hungry. This is a problem. Five one zero. Which team in the West can beat the Dubs four out of seven times? Answer, none of them. I agree. I agree. Now, I don't think a lot of fans will share my optimism when it comes to this because I think a lot of fans are kind of, you know, like me when it comes to my teams that I root for. A little pessimistic. That's how I was raised as a fan anyways. Or you could be on the polar opposite side like a guy like Mark Willard who doesn't even have a panic meter when it comes to this Warriors team. Because I think he's viewing it as uh, through the lens that everything's all gravy at this point anyways because they just want a title. But even if you just take a step back and just take a step back out of your fandom right now, what team scares you in the West? Legitimately frightens you in a seven-game series? If we were in the East, that'd be another story. If the Warriors had to play against the Bucks in a seven-game series or the Nets, uh, yeah, that would concern me. Now, I know the Nets don't have KD right now, but you just see what the Nets did to you on Sunday with a healthy Kyrie Irving and a locked-in Kyrie Irving and a Kyrie Irving that's not spouting off ridiculousness. He's engaged. That's a scary team. And once Kevin Durant comes back and if and when he's healthy... They're legitimate title contenders. But there's not teams like that in the West that I'm frightened of. So let me know at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, any team in the West that does frighten you, because I want to hear why. Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, was talking about that final play call with Jordan Poole and said (laughs) it was Draymond's idea. Well, he suggested it and I and I loved it, you know. And and we had enough guys out there who knew the play where we could we could sort through it and there's a you know a couple of good options out of it and and you know you just you hope that something works, but I think mainly Jordan made a great back cut and Dante made made a hell of a pass. Well, we know Draymond's basketball IQ is off the charts. Probably one of the best if not the best in the league. He has got a career in coaching if he wants to do it after uh, his playing career, uh, well, after his media career, whatever he wants to do there. I think he would make a great coach. He just understands the nuances and levels of basketball that it's, it's rare. It's rare. and Maybe that goes back to playing at Michigan State under Tom Izzo, playing for four years, being a guy that was undersized, playing a big boy position, having to do all the little things right just to make it in the NBA, well, it's paid off. And we've seen it in the past. What Didn't he let uh, Draymond coach a few years back during the uh, KD years? What was that a Suns game? And, and Draymond had the uh, the whiteboard, and he was just drawing up plays, and Kerr just said, screw it, you guys can coach. And Draymond's like, all right, and he was just drawing up plays. You guys remember that? Oh, good times. Good times in the Golden State Warriors We have one more segment here for you before tossing over to Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky in the morning roast. They got an action-packed show for you today. They got Angelo Cataldi at 720. Angelo Cataldi is one of the huge voices in Philadelphia, if not the voice, of Philadelphia sports. uh, 94 WIP in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. So, they's coming on at 720 with the guys for the morning roast. We're going to take a quick break here. Come on back. Uh, the cross-jover next with Joe Shasky. He'll join me. I want his thoughts on that crazy Warriors win. Once again, Warriors 122, Memphis Grizzlies 120, Warriors improved to 24-24. and 24. We'll be right back. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game.
2: Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game.
3: Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadone, 95.7 The Game. One more segment for you here before tossing over to Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky. They'll have the voice of Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio, 94 WIP Zone, Angelo Cataldi at 7.30. You're not going to want to miss that. Always a good time when you're talking to the Philly guys. Niners, they're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday, 12 o'clock Pacific Time, NFC Championship on the line, trip to the Super Bowl, on the line, cannot wait for that, after that it'll be Chiefs-Bengals, just an action-packed weekend, and what a way to get started, because Thursday's like the pre-weekend, it's like the pre-game for the weekend, I love a Thursday, and it's good to react to a win on a Thursday, Warriors 122, Memphis Grizzlies 120, Warriors improved to 24 and 24, and they take on the Toronto Raptors tomorrow. Uh, just stumbled upon this, and I can't believe it's it's already been uh, three years since uh, Kobe Bryant uh, died in a helicopter crash on January 26, 2020. It is the three-year anniversary today, and along with his daughter Gianna, who unfortunately perished, and along with John Kerry and Alyssa Altobelli, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser, and... Ara Zobion. Just can't believe it's been three years. Remember where I was. Remember stumbling across the news early morning, just not hoping it was true. And those of you who know me, those of you who don't, Kobe was my favorite player. He's the reason I was a Lakers fan growing up. And that was one of the more hard days of my life, just to put into words. And what he meant to me as a kid growing up, and I'm sure what he meant to a lot of people. So... Just needed to pass that along. Three-year anniversary of when Kobe Bryant passed away, and it was a moment. It was a moment we had all together. I remember it, when it happened, it was, I think, Whitey and who else was on the station with it? It was Whitey Gleason and Tommy Call, and just, they handled it as, just as well as you could. Just going through the news, sifting through the news, is it true, is it not, what's going on, and... His legacy and what he meant for so many players and so many people, him and his daughter, Gianna, and all the unfortunate victims in that just horrible, horrible uh, accident. Just We'll never forget them. And again, just wanted to pass along three years, three-year anniversary of that. So continue to think about him, his daughters, John, Carrie, Alyssa, Sarah, Payton, Christina, Nara. Switching back, as one can only do with such a horrible subject and sad subject. But, again, we celebrate who Kobe and Gianna and John, Carrie, and Alyssa and Sarah Payton, Christina, Ara, all of them, who they were and the legacy that they left behind. The Warriors, as Joe Shasky walks into the building here, decked down his Niner gear. It's, good. it's Niners all week long for Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. And, Joe, do you feel better Or do you feel worse about the Warriors' chances in the West after that win last night? Because on one hand, hey, you got the win against the number 2 seed in the West currently. But on the other, 21 turnovers. Jordan Poole totally redeemed himself. But what'd you make of that?
2: Uh, I mean what part? What, the what whole, part?
3: The whole game. What would you make of it? It was I a mess. Mean, it was a beautiful mess, I guess is how you can absolutely. say it.
2: Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean this team is so weird. They're just the weirdest team ever. Dr. Draymond, Jekyll
3: Mr. Hyde as Draymond
2: call it. calling the circle play. I I'm not, I'm not even trying to like pretend. I legitimately run that play with my 6th grade boys team, right? Like that circle play. It's a very simple play and usually the guy the first guy that's curling off that play is the guy that everyone thinks is going to get the ball and you're going to have that screener, you know, or that person in this case cuz Jordan pulls such a dynamic three-point shooter because of the nba you're honoring the three-point shot and you're totally forgetting about the backdoor draw you know where he's where he's you know cutting straight to the to the block it's a beautifully designed play on a variety of levels but it's a very basic play and i love that i love that they use that and that worked um the whole sequence with the shooting and the mouthpiece i mean dear god can we just letter of the law people the letter of
3: the law, people. Take a hike. I hate today's not the day. Well, I hate that it's just an instant injection. Like, and I made this comparison, and we're going to allow spectators, oh. a guy like Shannon Sharp, you're taking like me to almost fight players Thank on the court. You allow him to walk into the tunnel. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. And Wait, no. then come back on the court and then continue to taunt them. But, but- heaven forbid Steph Curry <laughs> throws his mouthpiece, not at a person, just on the side. In frustration because his teammate shot a 3 that was absolutely <laughs> horrific <laughs> was the given the situational, you know, <laughs> th- th-
2: going on on the court. I mean, it's just it, there's a variety of things. First off, they jacked up, and it wasn't just Jordan Poole because there were other possessions earlier in the like 2 minutes, 3 minutes to go. Clay's jacking up shots early in the shot clock. It's just very frustrating. DiVincenzo jacking up a shot early in the shot clock. I don't know what their rush was last night. It was weird. It, uh, that, that's, but neither here nor there. Your point stands because remember the zero tolerance on leaving the bench? Yeah. Well, where are all the Memphis ejections from leaving the bench yep. to go fight with Shannon Sharp? Yep. Yeah. How many guys got off the bench to go over there?
3: Oh, like the whole team. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so in that circumstance, zero tolerance doesn't apply. But in Steph Curry's see, but that's my biggest problem with the refereeing in, in, in general. It's that is a microcosm of hack on one end, no call, breathe on a guy on the opposite end. He's getting three and free Steph throws. Steph was
3: getting hacked the whole game. I, I just was go re th- going oh, through all the highlights <laughs> and stuff like that. And there was multiple times Steph and a runner, he was just doing a little runner off of like a bank shot. Yeah. Just just looking for, like, dude, I just got bumped. Yeah. Like, I just got bumped like multiple times, and I think that was a culmination, saying Jordan Poole there at the end, and stuff being like, what the hell, man? So, listen, they won the game. That's all that matters. Yeah. But the turnovers, 21 turnovers and still winning, like, I'm sorry. I cannot take, like, the Memphis Grizzlies or anyone else in the West seriously. If you're going to allow Golden State Warriors to have 21 turnovers and still win the game... I'm taking the Warriors over any other team still. And I know that's weird to say. Yeah, I probably. I I'd probably, yeah. like, there's not one team in the West that scares me. And the Warriors, they're looking at the, the Memphis Grizzlies like, that's a cute team. You know cute the, little story. But you know who their on. number
2: one rival is?
3: It's themselves. Yes. It's a, yeah, it's them against the ball, right? It's <laughs> themselves. <laughs> especially in
2: late game situations. That's they get point. too cute. They get too lackadaisical. Um, you know, they get caught up in the one on ones. Like, there's a variety of things. They're, their own. Inner workings in terms of the egos and the shot selection. Actually, I thought their size selection was really good last night. No, they blended the ball great. Yeah, great. they blended attacking the hoop and shooting the three quite well last night. Jonathan
3: Kaminga, left handed dunk. Oh, oh, dude, just flying in the air. That was. I felt a little Jordan vibe when he was just in the air that long. He could have kept going. And then just that, the strength. He's so sick. They missed his athleticism. 100%. And I know he had four turnovers and whatnot, but his athleticism was sorely missed. And it gives the, everyone else around him a boost. Yes, Energy no less. doubt.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just the Warriors. I just... <laughs> just, it's, it's a lot to. You're a married man. I want to ask you a question. I'm a married man. I want to ask you a question. All right. <laughs> so last night, oh, my man. wife says, and oh, I, I always dread these things, I'm going to leave my car at work. So, all right, I'm leave a card. We have my niece had a Bruce Mahoney basketball game, so we're all going to USF War Memorial Gym okay. for the oldest rivalry west of the Mississippi. Okay, and it's the girls' game was going to be last night, so they had the JV game at either five thirty or six, and then at the Hilltop. Yes. And then I think That's a nice gym. I haven't been. Yep. Incredible. Okay. It's incredible. I'll, I'll show you one of the videos. And uh, and then the girl's varsity game was going to be at 7:30. And so she's a sophomore, she's in the starting lineup, you know, we all want to get there early. She's like, "I'm just going to take a Uber from work." Okay, where's her work at? Here, right, right oh. down the block. Oh, so at like, okay. a, a corporate big jean company. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. And Okay. <laughs> and she leaves the car there. So what does she say? I'll get a ride with you in the morning. So, all right. You got to be ready early. Now, why is it when you say a time
3: with a woman, you should say 15 to 25 minutes earlier? I had this exact thing last week at Benny's Basketball. Am I the bad guy? No. Exact thing. Jade, I hope you're not listening. I'm sure you're sleeping with the kids right now. But last week at Benny's Basketball Camp, he starts at 430. This is in Moraga. Okay. We live in East Oakland. There is traffic. Either if you're going through the mountain pass or through the tunnel. So you're like There's going to be so much traffic. 345, that's the latest. Like, I want That's what I want to. I think four is fine. We're going to get there. Like, no, there's traffic. Like, you don't understand. No, I think four is fine. Okay. You're creating anxiety that doesn't need to be created. Yes. And then it's my fault. And then, and then halfway there, oh man, we're going to be late. Have to bite my tongue. I can't say I told you so, Joe. I can't say that because then I'm a mean guy. So I can't say I told you so. But, and then, I, and then all you have to say is, yep, that's it. Now now there are men that do this as well. Lucas
2: Alexander for example, oh, fight on.
3: chronically late.
2: Oh yes. Like I le- I legitimately t- cheater
3: on the golf course too.
2: I legitimately will tell him a half an hour to 45 minutes earlier than whatever time and tell him I swear to God we're leaving at this time. Just cuz I know I'm building in his 30 minute excuse of wherever the hell he is.
3: <laughs> That's the is that the Daryl the Guru Johnson excuse? Or does Goo not show up? Is I that,
2: mean, That's a whole nother difference. It's thing. a whole nother sh- But So like today, for example. He was at
3: the game though last night. He was I love going Goose at he? the game. Yeah, he was he was giving me play by play. Oh. That's when I know Goo's at the game is when he's he's giving me uh two fouls, Curry, one minute. I was like, I know Goo. I'm watching the game too. He's doing this He's doing the <laughs>
2: sideline reform. I love him. Uh I, I do too. But like I, I for example, I'll just use up throwing out d- different times. Hun, be ready to go. We're leaving at five fifteen. Now leaving at five fifteen for example, means I'm in the car, dressed and ready, pulling out of the driveway. Yes. At five fifteen. Yes. Not I'm grabbing my bags. We're walking out the door
3: at five fifteen because that means we're leaving at five twenty. Yes. Am I crazy? Am I wrong here? No, you're absolutely right, and it's a thing you just have to deal with. Unfortunately, I know it drives because, me nuts because if you it say throws anything, my routine off. If you say anything, it's like don't rush me. No, like you're, I don't like to feel rushed. That's what it always turns into a jade. It you like- said. You said 5.15. No, that means
2: we are leaving.
3: <laughs> yes. I have a routine in the morning. It, it turns into, I've, like, I'm just getting all the stuff ready. So I'm getting Benny's clothes on. Uh-huh. I'm getting baby Nora in her car seat, all this stuff. I'm getting my clothes. I'm getting everything packed and ready. We're all just waiting for well, I feel rushed. You guys are rushing me. I was like, no, we're just being ready exactly. to go. We're, you're not getting rushed. We're sitting. We're watching TV. We're just all ready. You're not. You're just projecting your anxieties. I hope she's not listening, because I'm going to get chewed out. Oh, if well, she's I'm going to get in to big
2: trouble. <laughs> I'm letting you know this right now. I'm uh, gonna get in big trouble.
3: Angelo Cataldi, 720, can't wait for that. Philly, he's like the guy for Philly Sports Talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited for him. He, uh, Him and Howard Eskin, I think, are the two guys. Yeah, I think Eskin's
2: gonna, more like reporter style. He is. Whereas Cataldi has got more of this feel, where he's like the voice of the city.
3: Okay. He's got the pulse. As of I media.
2: bestow the bo- the voice of San Francisco <laughs> on me and Bonte. Well,
3: yeah, well, it's talking to the king of Philly uh, Sports, I mean, that's what's going to happen next. The king next... With uh, the Jester? Is that who you are? Oh, yes, I'm sir. (laughs) That was a great impression yesterday. gave me Game of Thrones vibes. That's Joe Shasky. (laughs) He's coming up next. Bronte Hill, Angelo Cataldi, 94, WIP, 720. You're not going to want to miss that. And uh, as you know, that's brought to you by the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, uh, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Just like the pregame show, 95.7 The Game with Joe Spadoni. I like it.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?